Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's good, y'all? Welcome back to Believe in Miami Heat, brought to you by the Believe Network. As always, I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. And before I get into the rambling, there will be timestamps down below. So if a certain topic does not interest you, you don't have to comment it. You can just skip ahead to whatever you do care about, all right? I do want to ramble a little bit today because it's been a week since I posted on the YouTube channel and quite a while since I've posted an actual long-form podcast on the podcast side of things. So for those of y'all that don't know, I do have a long-form podcast called Believe in the Miami Heat. It's with the Believe Network. Supposed to be co-hosted with Mario Chalmers and myself. It's been a, over a year since me and my dog have recorded, but he's been very busy. We do have a couple episodes, though, so if that does, if y'all want to hear me and Rio chop it up, make sure to go, to go check that out. Uh, but I have this podcast. I, I normally post the videos on the YouTube channel, the audio on all your podcast platforms. But during the season, I haven't really done too many formal podcasts just because I don't have a lot of time to do that. So what I've been doing is I've been taking the audio from the videos I post on YouTube and post them on the audio side. So I'm sorry to my audio only listeners that I haven't directly acknowledged y'all in quite some time, but I'm here today. And if you are on the audio side, make sure to check out the YouTube side. That's Anthony DiNardo. If you're on the YouTube side and sometimes you're just driving or getting ready in the morning, don't want to watch the video, you just want to hear the audio, I do have the audio of almost all my videos on the podcast. Once again, just search Believe in My Heat. So that's basically the housekeeping stuff, right? Been busy the last week. I'm in Fort Myers now. That's where I live. But I was back home in Fort Lauderdale with the fan for the holidays uh, for a few days there. Uh, I'm recording this on December 27th. It'll either be up today or tomorrow. But obviously, I was kind of busy over there, spending time with the fam. That's why I haven't been able to get a lot of content up. Otherwise, I sure enough would have had a Larry Markkinen trade clickbait video or a Heat dominate the 76ers on Christmas video or are the Heat better without Jimmy Butler? Some stupid video like that. But because it's been a week, I kind of want to ramble and talk about everything going on. And more importantly, talk about what I think we're going to expect from this team going into 2024. So as of today... The Miami Heat sit at 18 and 12, which is good enough for fifth in the NBA, uh, in the Eastern Conference. Now, ideally, when it's all said and done, I'd like to finish above seven, which is kind of what I've been saying this whole year. I understand this team is built for the playoffs. We've seen great Heat performances this year. We've seen god-awful Heat performances, and we've very rarely seen a good fourth quarter, but you know how that goes being a Heat fan. But my whole thing this year is I want to avoid the playing, right? I think that is a major, major disadvantage. We saw that last year. They almost lost. They did lose to the Hawks, almost lost to the Bulls in the second game until the Max Truce explosion. And if they would have lost that game, they never would have went on that magical finals run, which even though they lost, I do think it means a lot as just showing the new guys out there, potential free agents, that this team is a winning organization. Now, they did get to the finals in 2020, but it's just repetitive success is, I think, very good when you're talking about a franchise image, right? So as of right now, the Heat do stand in fifth place, as I was saying. 
a lot of people are saying, hey, they'd like the Heat uh, to finish top four. Now, I get that. That does get you, you know, uh, a first round uh, matchup at home in the playoffs. But honestly, I don't care about that. We've seen this Heat team win under every single playoff scenario. So as long as they avoid the playing tournament, I will be happy. I don't need to see a first place Heat team like we saw a few years ago because they just made it to the finals as an AC last year, right? And obviously, of course, the top three right now, you got Boston, Milwaukee, and 76ers. Those are the three teams that I think everyone expected, but I do not fear. Why? Because those teams are built for the regular season. We see it every single year, but when push comes to shove, who is the team knocking their ass out of the playoffs? Most of the time, it's the Miami Heat, except for that one year with Boston where they said Max Roos was out of bounds, and then the other year where Milwaukee swept our ass. But we know after the bubble short offseason, I can make up excuses for all of it, right? But we've seen this Heat team beat all of those franchises in the playoffs. That's why I have hope that this team can beat them again this year. So I'm not mad at the regular season record. I'm very happy to be six games above 500, especially considering that this time last year, they were 17 and 17. So they're 18 and 12 this year. They're up five in the loss column. And I think that's a very, very good thing. And on top of that, I do think not only does the record show it, I think they're a better team last year. That's been a, a pretty uh, interesting topic of discussion because we all know the whole running back thing that was a few years ago. And people were terrified of doing it again this year when they missed out on Dame. And they kind of did run it back for the most part as far as the big names. But I still think most Heat fans, including myself, would agree this Heat team is better than last year. Now, why is that? So you could look at Jimmy Butler. Same old Jimmy. It's been fine this regular season. He's uh, questionable for tomorrow against Golden State. He may play, he may not play. But we know regular season Jimmy is lackadaisical Jimmy. We all know the, the meme where it's like uh, October to January. Does this guy even care about basketball? And then it's January to March. This guy's pretty good. And then it's April to June. This guy's God. You know, that's how we feel about Jimmy Butler. And if he has to take these games off so his body is ready come playoffs and he can be playoff Jimmy, I'm fine with that. I get it's frustrating because it's very clear out there at times that he does not care about basketball. But I think with his style of play, the way he attacks the rim, hits the floor 10 times a game, I think maybe that's what he has to do just to keep his body fresh come postseason. So Bam and Abao, I think we all think, has taken another clear jump. Obviously, was very good last year. The first half of the season kind of died off after the All-Star break in which he made the team. But this year, he has only been better. That mid-range jump shot is, dare I say, Chris Bosch-esque, silky smooth, make it rain, automatic jumper. He's shown an ability to actually score a little bit out of the post. Not so much with the jump hook, kind of back him down, put your shoulder into him, spin, uh, put, a little, put a little baby hook up. Hasn't done that as much. But he's shown some post fades. He's shown some dribble pull-ups. He's shown that if any team is playing drop coverage, he's not going to stand at a three-point line and look and look and look for Duncan Robinson. He's going to take a dribble in, pull up with the mid-range jump shot. Uh, I think his, his free throw attempts have been up, at least of late, with when Jimmy Butler's been out. That's what I love to see. That's why I think we've got an improved Bama to bio. Of course, you got Tyler Hero. Played like the first six, seven games to start the season. Had the ankle injury. Has came back. And in and, and the time he's played this year, although it's a limited, what, 10 or so game sample size, he's been improved. His points per game is up. His efficiency is up from the field and from the three-point line. And he just looks like an improved player. So there you go. Two out of your top three guys that right there look improved. You know what you're going to get from Jimmy. The other two guys look great. And outside of that, you got a couple of guys 
that maybe I owe an apology to. You got Kyle Lowry, who has been, I've been saying, the Brock Purdy of the Miami Heat. The make no mistake guy that you could just kind of have in there. Now, to an extent, that's true, because still in the fourth quarters, you'll have some dumb turnovers, dumb shots, and that sort of thing. But he's Kyle Lowry, you know. He's a $90 million player. I should judge him like that. But my expectations were not that high. That being said, relative to my expectations, he's been very well. He's actually one of the most efficient shooters in the entire league. I think from three-point range, he's at 44%. The Miami Heat as a whole are number one in three-point shooting after being near dead last, if not dead last, the year before, which the year prior to that, they were number one. So what kind of NBA team goes from number one to next season dead last to next season number one? It's a very, very funky thing. Now, that's a little concerning because that year, a couple years ago, where they were number one, they dipped very far come postseason. You know, I suppose says water reaches its level, Murphy's Law, whatever you want to call it. But I don't think they're shooting otherworldly. I have it up right here. The Heat right now are at 39.5% from three. Uh, they're actually the only team in the 39% range. Oklahoma City's number two at 38.6. So that is very, very good. But the guys doing it, I think it's relatively sustainable. Like we said, Kyle Lowry at 44%, not taking a high volume, but when he's taking the shots, he's making them, and that's all I can expect from Kyle Lowry. So I am satisfied with his play. Now, a guy that I 1,000% owe an apology to is Duncan Robinson. Where the hell did this Duncan Robinson come from? I know this is something that's been said for the last couple months since the season started, but I don't think it can be said enough. This guy's the most improved player of all time, let alone of this season. Not only is his three-point, he was like 33% last year in high volume. He was terrible. This year, he's up to like 45% high volume. And not only that, he's attacking the basket. Floaters, dump-off passes, finding guys back door, crafty layups. He's, he's doing everything. His, his defense is improved. He's getting respect from the officials. How to where? Who? You know that? What's that song? She ratchet? Is you been where? With who? That's how I'm looking at Duncan Robinson. He is he's mind-blowingly improved from last season. Every shot he thinks, every shot he takes, I think, is going in. His swagger is through the roof. He had that shot just the I think it was a shot on Christmas. Uh Philly's making a little bit of a comeback in the fourth quarter. A little fast break. Duncan Robinson stopping transition, pull from three, and holds the pose. Does a little, you know, the little bend down, holds the pose, looks at the bench, looks at the opposing team's bench. He's got this swagger, this confidence that we haven't seen since that bubble Duncan Robinson or pre-bubble Duncan Robinson. And with him, we all know it's a confidence thing. So to see him celebrating like this, showboating like this, it it makes me so, so excited. He was starting when Tyler Hero was out. I kind of wanted Duncan to continue starting. He did not. He went to the bench. I was worried that would mess with his confidence, but it would certainly did not. He's been awesome. Another reason the Miami Heat are way improved than last season is my guy, Kamehameha Kids Jr., who I, uh, if y'all saw on the YouTube side, I got uh, waited in line for three hours to get an autograph at Dayland Mall, so I can call him my homie, even though I met him for 10 seconds. Uh, the picture's up here. Uh, I got to find a better way to do this setup, because y'all know I got this little stand behind me, but then above me here, I got like a whole shelf with Funko Pops and pictures, and I even got a signed band picture. I got to find a better way to prop my camera to see everything, but anyways, I met Hameha Kids. Uh, that's, I waited in line for three hours, right? And I've had people ask me, they said, was it worth it for Jaime Jaquez? And I said, it is if he makes the Hall of Fame. 
and low-key, the dude may have a shot, right? I know a lot of people said his ceiling could be borderline all-star, but why stop there? On Christmas Day, he just dropped 31 and 11. His footwork, y'all know what I always say. I got a foot fetish for the footwork of Kamehakis Jr. I, I'm just, I mean, I got, you can't see today, but I got the Hakeem Olajuwon Funko pop up there. That's my favorite player of all time because I love the footwork. I emanate that myself on the court. And the fact that Kamehakis has those moves at 22 years old is mind-blowing to me. He's also a very low-mistake guy. Obviously, high IQ, not afraid to attack the basket, push and transition. And then at the same time, to start the season, we're like, okay, we see what this guy's flaw is. It's shooting the ball from three-point range. No. He just needed a couple weeks to get comfortable. Because on the season, he's over 40% himself, too. He's a very reliable three-point shooter, particularly in the corner. And we know how valuable that is in this Heat system. He is awesome and as a heat fan he has me so excited oh i can't tell you how excited he has me right now right so those are kind of the three big reasons why i think the heat are improved right you got some other guys caleb marin hasn't been too healthy this year finally got healthy was playing great for a week and then he just slipped on the freaking court last game and he got an ankle issue he might miss some time uh who else we got kevin love has been very good in his role but he's a guy I think is going to be more important come playoff time, especially against the Bucks. Drawing charges against Giannis, he'll be very valuable then. Can provide some size. Maybe you get some spot minutes from Thomas Bryant or Orlando Robinson, who have both shown flashes, inconsistent, but have shown flashes in their role. And for minimum big men, I think they are very good at that role. You know, people like to compare them to Cody Zeller, Dwayne Dedman. I think the Thomas Bryant and Orlando Robinson is way better than those guys which is important because Cody Zeller killed them in game five of the finals last year. He played two minutes and it cost him the game because he was a minus five. They lost by five. I think if you play Thomas Bryant or Orlando Robinson five minutes, they're not an instant killer like those guys were. So yeah, maybe the bar is set pretty low, but I don't think they're bad players. And again, they're minimum players for a reason. Uh, who else you got there? I guess uh, Jamal Cain's been getting some spot minutes with the injuries. Uh, I think the Heat were looking to get a lot out of Drew Smith because he was playing quite a bit before his unfortunate uh, ACL train with his injury there. Uh, I just want to make sure I don't, I'm not forgetting no one here because if I'm going through this Heat roster and I forget to mention someone, I'm sure the comments will let me have it. Uh, let me see here. Uh, RJ Hampton's been playing some minutes. Uh, we see why uh, he wasn't on a team uh Hayward Highsmith I definitely should mention uh coming back from a little bit of an injury himself I am on record this season saying that I am a Hayward Highsmith apologist right so throw that into the list of guys I need to apologize to last season I was not a fan this season I see the vision because we always knew he was okay at defense even though I never heard the phrase great uh defense better offense than when he was guarding someone he was playing good defense but the man was still scoring not this season. His numbers defensively are very good, and he's also been able to hit the three ball pretty well. What more can you ask from a 3D guy that can do those kind of two things there? Uh, and I should mention, I was going to say Nikola Jovic, but that boy ain't playing. And you know what? I ain't mad at it. I look to maybe move him at the deadline, but we'll get into that. Uh, Josh Richardson, who after starting off very slow this season, had the injury. He's even a little bit banged up now, but nothing too serious. He's been great. He's been really, really good this season. He's providing kind of exactly what we all hoped he could, which is some buckets and some defense, only at 33% from three at the year, but he is averaging 10 points a game. And I think I think most Heat fans are, are pretty satisfied with Josh Richardson's performance as well. Now, that kind of recaps you know, everything we've seen so far from this Heat team early on, why I think they are going to be. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. 
Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Be better this year than last. So that being said, I mean, I'm going to get my prediction right out of the way now, which is not a new prediction. But going into 2024, specifically come June, I'm telling you right now, I think the Miami Heat are going to win the NBA championship. Is that biased? Is that a homer pick? Very likely so. However, it's just how I feel. I mean, hey, they made the NBA Finals last year. They are a better team. I know I'm making it much simpler than it is, but I, I think it's possible. Do I think they match up well with Denver? Hell no. But that team lost some key pieces. It actually came out today. Aaron Gordon's going to miss some time with a dog attack. That's pretty scary. I don't like the man Aaron Gordon, but I hope he's doing well. Uh, I just pulled a, a Udonis Haslam talking about F. Bill Russell. But, you know, I respect him. Uh, if y'all haven't listened to that podcast, uh, it, it's amazing. We, we could get into that real quick. Udonis Haslam. And Mike Miller, out of nowhere, have a podcast called OGs, which they've released two episodes. And undoubtedly, it is the best podcast I've ever heard and will ever hear in my life. On the first episode already, they got into the Celtics rivalry rivalry, and Indiana Pacers and Tyler Hansbrough and all the stuff as a Heat fan that you want to hear. And then on the most recent episode, they had Bam and the Bio on. The funniest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. I mean, first, they get into everything from, they were talking about Mike Miller. Every time how he shot a three, he'd hold his back, which is something I always used to make fun of back in the day when I was, geez, back when Mike Miller was here, I was like 12 years old, 12, 13 years old. But that was hilarious. They were there talking about uh, James Johnson kicking dude's ass in the locker room, him scaring the life out of opponents on the court. Then, of course, there was the whole Bill Russell clip, which went viral on Twitter, which basically when Bill Russell passed away, rest in peace, uh, all the, the, I guess all the teams raised his jersey into the rafters, or at least wore a patch or something. Uh, and in a pregame speech before the Celtics, Udonis has him basically said, man, F Boston, F Bill Russell. Uh, and then like he was just hyped up. And the whole team kind of looked at him saying, did you just tell a dead man to like go F himself? <laughs> like Bam, Bam has said that everyone was all hyped up. Hyped up. They're like, yeah, F Boston, we're going to beat the ass, beat the ass. And then as soon as they heard UD say, F Bill Russell, the whole team was like, whoa, <laughs> relax. But I'm sure I'm not doing as great a job explaining it as they did on, on the show. So go check out the OGs with Mike Miller and Udonis Haslam. It's on YouTube also. It's on the podcast stuff. Hilarious. If you're a Heat fan, especially if you love this show, you will love that show. Back into the Miami Heat, though, of present day. Uh, yeah, I think they're going to win the championship this year. Yeah, other teams got better. Boston got better. Milwaukee got better. Uh... But it's just how I feel. You know why? Because I'm not going to doubt this Heat team anymore because they've proved me year after year that they deserve to be there. So why would I doubt them? Uh, Another big topic of discussion is Tyler Hero, right? Uh, I got into it with a lot of people on Twitter after posting a stat how over the last couple years, anytime the Miami Heat, uh, anytime Tyler Hero scores over 20 points, the Miami Heat have a losing record, where when Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler score over 20 points, they have a winning record. Uh, that trend continued his first game back with the Miami Heat against the Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, where Tyler scored over 20, and of course they lost. Uh, and I posted that video, and people thought I was blaming Tyler for the loss, and I was a Tyler Hero hater. That's not the case. 
You also can't see today, but I got a Tyler Hero bobblehead up there. I like Tyler Hero. I'm a big fan of his, and I don't think that loss was on him. But nevertheless, I think it's a weird stat. Now, it's a big enough sample size because you're taking all the last season into account. The trend continued so far this season. So I wanted to look into it. So I didn't just make a video saying, oh, the Heat are better without Tyler Hero because the numbers say this. No. I said we have a big enough sample size. This taste, this needs getting looked into. And I formed the opinion that I personally think Tyler Hero is better off the bench. I have a whole video on it. It's the one right before this, so y'all could check that out uh, on the YouTube side. Uh, but I went into it basically saying I don't think his fit is great in the starting lineup because he takes away shots from Bam, he takes away shots from Jimmy, and the ball movement isn't as great. Now, I like Tyler ending the game because late in games when defenses tighten up, it's very important to have a great isolation go-to score, someone specifically that can shoot the jumper. So I have no problem with Tyler Hero ending the games and even playing 35-plus minutes a night. I just don't like his fit in the starting lineup personally. Now, of course, they lost that game versus Minnesota. The next two games, Tyler also scored over 20 in the Heat won. So I had a bunch of people in my comments on Twitter, at AnthonyD underscore Heat, if you want to follow, based saying, oh, look how stupid you are. You're wrong. Tyler Hero scored 20 and they win. That's true, but that still follows my belief because guess who didn't play the last two games? Jimmy Butler. Of course, when Jimmy Butler doesn't play, I think Tyler Hero should start. I don't like their fit together. I don't like Tyler's fit with Jimmy and Bam when all three of them are out there together. So that still remains to be seen. Jimmy, like I said earlier, is questionable to play tomorrow. And I'm very curious to see how they do with Tyler. Because it's not, I, I don't think it's a coincidence with this sample size that when Hero scores over 20 with those guys, they have a losing record. Because when he gets his buckets, that means a lot of other people don't. And I think that harms them in more ways than than you could tell just reading stats. It's, it's, it's partial to the stats, but also an eye test thing. The ball seems to stick more when Tyler Hero is on the court with those guys. So I think they're better with Tyler Hero, obviously. I just prefer him coming off the bench when Jimmy and Bam coming back, but who knows? Because to start the season, like I did say, we did have a new and improved Tyler Hero. He's much more efficient, so maybe those issues aren't as concerning. What might be concerning is the injuries. Uh... Jimmy's banged up, Rich is banged up, Caleb is banged up, Highsmith is banged up, Hero just came back, Bam just came back. They can never get everyone healthy at the same time, uh, which is part of the reason I find it very annoying that like the Heat are 18 and 12, which is fine at the moment, but you got all these people saying, oh, wait until the Heat get healthy. I'm sorry if you're one of those people, but I think it's stupid. Because I don't think the Heat will ever be healthy, fully 100% healthy. First of all, no team is. Second of all, especially not the Miami Heat. Because they haven't shown us that to be the case over the last couple years. Especially Tyler Hero, the last couple playoffs, he has gotten hurt in both of them. Freak injuries, I know. But it's still something that is a fact. He has not been out on the court when, when the game matters most. Hurt in the conference finals two years ago, then was obviously got hurt in the Milwaukee Bucks first first game last season. So that's kind of why I hope this team makes a couple moves before the deadline. Whether that's selling Tyler Hero for somebody better or for a few really great rotational pieces, I think that's maybe something I would do because Hero hasn't shown himself to be reliable when the games matter most. That's just the truth. 
Maybe they made the NBA Finals last year because he wasn't playing. Or maybe they would have won it all if he had, if he did play. We don't know. But what we do know is he missed that time. And because of that, because of these, all these, he, he has tr- trouble staying healthy. Is basically what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to find the right words to say without being mean. But that's just the truth so far. And I know he's young. I know he's only like, what, 23, 24 years old and things could change. But I want somebody who could be more reliable because we can't keep having these wasted postseasons where guys can't stay healthy. It's hard to predict injuries, I know, but it's becoming a trend at this point. Some guys just get more injury prone than others. I've made videos in the past month or so talking Zach Levine trade, which I'm not a fan of. DeMar DeRozan trade, which I am a fan of. And Donovan Mitchell trade, which I'm also a fan of. I don't think we'll see anything super splashy like that. But maybe we see some sort of move where they keep Tyler. They're able to flip Kyle Lowry's expiring with Nikola Jovic and a first-round pick to get some decent pieces that can contribute. Now, of course, we talked about Kyle Lowry being fine earlier, but that's relative to expectations. I'd love to flip that package of Lowry, Jovic, and a first for DeMar DeRozan, someone who I think can play right now. Screw spacing. Give me buckets. That's what I, I have a whole video about DeMar, so I don't want to get into that either. You could check that out. But just to get somebody, kind of like the Lakers did last year where they flipped Russell Westbrook in a first for like Vanderbilt and Hachimura uh, and Malik Beasley, I think was it. Uh, I want to do something like that this year. I will say, though, I don't expect the Heat to make any moves whatsoever. So I think that's something that's coming in 2024 also. They have not made a trade to acquire a player since Andre Iguodala and Jay Crowder. So why would I think they would do it this year? Maybe they just want Lowry's money to expire, so they got some more money in the offseason to overpay some other, to overpay Cole Swider the way they're doing. I, I don't know. I don't know. But look what happened to that team. They traded for Iggy. They traded for uh, Andre Iguodala. They made the NBA Finals. Even this last season, they didn't trade for him, but they acquired Kevin Love through buyout, made the NBA Finals. I don't want to see this Heat team sit idle while all these other teams are making moves to improve. They better do something. I don't think it's going to come from the buyout market. A lot of times, guys in the buyout market don't help you come postseason. Kevin Love, I think, was sort of an outlier. We know James Johnson, several years ago, was fine in the regular season for the Heat. Came postseason, was ass, right? So I don't think it's going to come in the buyout market for the Heat this year. Go trade for someone. Trade some of these expiring contracts. Trade some of these first-round picks. They have two presently. They could unlock an extra first-round pick to have three total. If they do a, a side trade with OKC, you know, toss them an extra second or something. They have assets that can be moved. And I would not be scared to trade Tyler Hero to get somebody if they're out there. So that's basically all I got uh, as far as the Miami Heat uh, and talking for this video. Uh, I do want to talk a little bit about the Miami Dolphins, who got a big game coming up on Sunday versus the number one AFC seed, Baltimore Ravens. It's not as easy as to say whoever wins that game is going to finish with the one seed in AFC and get a bye, but it would damn sure help. So it's a monster game coming up. Y'all know they have me super hype. And if y'all are just Heat fans and have not been watching the Miami Dolphins this season, you better get on it because they are can't miss TV. For the most part. Sometimes they be slacking a little, little lackadaisical themselves. But for the most part, they're Canvas TV. And this is the earliest they've clinched the playoff spot in like 20 years. So seriously, last time I think the Dolphins, let's say last time the Dolphins won a playoff game, I was like one one years old. What was it like 2001? So I would have I been three if it was in 2001. This team is awesome. They got a ton of injury concerns themselves. It's very unfortunate. Jalen Waddle is out. Raheem Mostert got banged up. Is also with the shin. Had Jalen Phillips and Connor Williams out for the season. That's very, very unfortunate. 
but they're doing something very special right now, and I'm super hyped from Sunday. So I just want to put a little PSA out there. If there's any Heat fans that are non-Dolphin fans that just don't like football in general, maybe, go ahead and check that out. But I'm going to end the podcast there. I've been rambling for almost 27 minutes, so it's nice to get just another long ramble podcast session out there. Going forward, I'm going to see how much I have time for. Uh, I really, really wish I could do the, the post-game videos after every single game. But obviously, I have another full-time job. I have a girlfriend. I'm very busy. I have a lot going on. So I'll try to post as much as I can and try to get some of these uh, inform or formal, long-form, informal podcasts out along the way. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. But if you enjoyed, rate five stars if you're on the podcast side. If you're on the YouTube side, please leave a like and comment down below because I do greatly appreciate it. And I'll see y'all next time. Peace out. Look, pull up in your city, trying to get that dead fast like, Do it on my own, I don't need no dead weight Had to kill him off, yeah, I need a head space You know this homegrown bitch, don't offend me Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running Everything would suddenly stop Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants They all depend on you No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day You're the ones who get it done At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.